Hey, good morning. Hazy, traily cold, but blue sky morning. It's a little bit difficult taking pictures when you've got um, when you've got the colors on your phone inverted. Obviously, the pictures display as inverted colors. So. But one thing I will say is it's easy to spot, art spot artifacts. So I noticed on um, some of the pictures I've been taking, there's like a, a bright blue cyan, like really bright blue orb. And just as I was taking a picture there, I could see it. It was very clear. It was moving around as the camera was moving, so it's it's something in the something in the lens or something in the software that's creating it. But I've seen other people have also seen this kind of artifact, and they say it's something else. But you just need to change your perspective, and you'll uh, you'll see it a bit clearer. nice to think it's like somebody watching over you or somebody uh, I don't know somebody being there or good energy or something but there's other perspectives so I saw the moon I woke up this morning must have been about four o'clock. But I didn't really look out of the window until about five. And so like directly above my house. Well not directly, just slightly in front of the house and you could see the moon, tiny little crescent. So we're going to have a, a new moon on Saturday or Sunday. Probably be Saturday because it will be indistinguishable. You won't, really able to, you won't be able to see anything. Um, so talking about perspective. So as you can probably tell it's a lot busier today than it was yesterday. Um, Creating in your image, movement and death ritual. No is vital force. They were all they were all recorded yesterday on the 19th of September 2022. And if you're in the UK you probably know that date. Because it was put in front of your face everywhere you went. I think the only thing they didn't do was send everyone a text message to remind them. Or send everyone a text message to join the live stream. <clears throat> yeah. They wanted everyone's attention. But the perspective I had of yesterday, 
is something that not many people have seen. Because people see it like I see it right now. The perspective I've got of walking down here every day is what I'm seeing right now. Lots and lots of cars, people going to work, kids going to school. It's just busy, busy. Now what I saw yesterday was like, everyone disappeared. Literally everyone vanished. Now I'm sure it's different if you're in a city or certain towns, bigger towns. I mean, the town I live in, it's not, I wouldn't say it was small because I know there's villages around here that uh, literally you drive through and that's it. It's like one street. But at least this this town I'm in stretches more than one street. It's got a train line directly into London, so it's popular with commuters, people living in uh, commuting from here, and the schools have a good reputation. So, the perspective I saw yesterday, not many people will have, will have seen that. Like this road I'm walking down now, there is... I think there was quite a few minutes where there was no noise. And as you can tell, as I'm walking down now, there is constant noise. Constantly, constant flow of cars going past me, constant flow of energy. Because all the people in those cars are producing energy. Taking their energy to wherever it's needed. To their office, taking the kids to school. Going to the gym, going to play tennis, whatever. Whatever it is that they're doing. They're taking their energy somewhere else. But yesterday, even going past houses, it was like no one lived in there. Like literally, you saw nobody. Because as well as walking through like these, these kinds of roads, I also walked through a lot of residential areas. So it's off the main road. And you rarely see anyone. strange so the perspective I saw yesterday not many will, see, will have seen that like empty empty roads it was like everyone had disappeared that's what I felt like everyone had disappeared because it's like wait where is it like you couldn't even see anyone around the houses so they must have all locked themselves in the house 
and it's like people not learned over the last two years that you know that's not a good thing being told to remain in place <laughs> it's not um yeah it's almost like there's no lesson learnt from that because if you can still control someone uh, it doesn't have to be in the same way it doesn't have to be oh it's for your own health to stay at home why were they staying at home yesterday so that everyone can pay the respect it's always a good thing it's always cast as a good thing. So if you say, no, I'm not gonna stay at home. Oh, well, that's so disrespectful. It has to be a negative. Even if you said, well, I have to work. I can't afford to take a day off. Even if you said that, somebody would try and make you feel bad. You know, this is like once in a lifetime thing. This doesn't happen every day. You should do the right thing. That's, uh, that's society. Doesn't care about the individual. It only cares about maintaining the construct. So if you go against if you go against the construct, um, then you face the people that will defend it to the death. <laughs> Guardians of the construct. It's a lot like that movie they made. Or the, the comic book first. Guardians of the Galaxy. It should be called Guardians of a Construct. What is a galaxy? It's a chocolate bar. <laughs> In physicality, that's what it is. It's a fucking. It's a chocolate bar. In terms of science fiction, made up things, theoretical things, which may as well just be called science fiction because it's not knowledge. It's something that someone created and said, this is possibility, but it only exists in possibility. It doesn't exist in physicality. It cannot be observed. And no amount of pictures derived from computer data that plots data in a format comparable to visible light is the same, it's not. It's not visible light. They didn't take it with a camera, they didn't look at it. They had a sensor record the data and then they used the data they used the data to encode it as visible light.
That's all they do with these computer graphs and computer models. I mean, look at look at the tech sector, IT. I mean, if you've got a if you've got a business that has customer-facing services, you're going to have some form of monitoring. And in that monitoring, you might monitor things like KPI. Things like your click-through rate on advertisements. Your click-through rate in certain pages. All that stuff is going to be monitored. Your service health, whether your service is up and running uh, without errors. That's all going to be monitored. And that's all going to be displayed in a way that makes it easy for you to understand. It isn't... It's a translation. All that data is just numbers. Numbers recorded in a file. Or numbers recorded in a, a database, which can be stored in memory or stored in a file. And in order to make that data easier for you to understand by looking at it, it is visualized, meaning it is encoded. It is translated from just being numbers in a file to being colors and lines, geometric shapes, visible light. That's all it is. If somebody just showed you the file containing the data, it would mean absolutely nothing. You'd have to decode it. You'd have to create a method of decoding it. Which I know is something a lot of people used to do. I know when I started, when I started work 18 years ago, people had their own methods for doing that kind of thing especially like for producing spreadsheets and they would have their own methods and processes and what they would do is they would write it down and so when they had to do that decoding they would pull out the notebook and run through the steps now what I used to do or what I what I kind of chanced upon what I what I was able to do is to take that notebook and turn it into a program into a macro so all they needed to do was to get the file containing all the data tell the spreadsheet where the file was and a macro with inside the spreadsheet would do all the decoding for them And that's what I've been doing ever since. That, that was something that I just... About 19 years ago for an IT project for A-Level, I had to do something like that. And it was just something that was easy. Decoding. Taking people's... Uh, taking processes and automating them. 
making it easier for people to decode information and that's what that's what your monitoring systems do that's what everything does that is related to IT all the information you're dealing with is essentially zeros, ones and then above that you've got the alphabet and all the other characters and still alphanumeric and at each level it's just decoded decoded by different programs different hardware, different systems so even the visible light that you see coming through your computer monitor that's, that's been decoded by something by a program, by a graphics card by a chip which is all just software on a piece of hardware anyway so everything we're dealing with is uh, encoded information now colour I've spoken about colour seems a bit different because when we see the colour red Or at least when we see it, right? I'm, I'm a grown adult now. When I see it, I know it means to stop. Is that because I've been taught? And I spoke about this, like having a bit of doubt about that. Is that because I've been taught to do that? I've been taught that that's what those colours mean. Now, when you see, uh, when you see a police car coming, or an ambulance. Now that ambulance only has flashing blue lights. But it's got its siren going. Now police car has flashing red and blue. So if it's an emergency, right? Why wouldn't the ambulance also have flashing red and blue? because the the red represents danger right that's what that's kind of what I uncovered in terms of the signs and red color, the color red is the first color we see so that, that's also a thing it's the first thing that we see so obviously it would make sense to associate it with danger or threat If it wasn't, if danger or threat was associated with blue, there'd be a delay in decoding the information. It may only be slight, but it may be enough for a predator to attack. Okay. I'm just going to go across the road. There's a lot of cars. So I'm going to have to pause it. So I can uh, pay attention. Okay, I'm back. So I made it across. Thankfully, there were uh, quite a few nice people out, so they gave me enough room to get across the road. Now I've just got one last, just one last road I need to go across. <clears throat> so 
let's go. Okay, that's it. So decoding information. I mentioned this uh, yesterday when I was talking about Genesis, talking about the Bible in general. That there are things in the biblical text that may have multiple multiple meaning, multiple perspectives. So there's the perspective that you read it as as it is. There's the perspective that it is a literal thing. So the people that they're describing that lived for uh, all these hundreds of years and they had a son and that son lived for so how many for so many years and then had a son and then that son lived for so many years, right? You can read that as literal as uh, those people had kids and that's the lineage, right? That that is a literal thing. That it literally happened. And then you've got the perspective that it's not literal. That there is some information missing in order to decode the meaning. Something else must be known before before you can fully comprehend it, fully understand it. And I think if you look at if you look at Genesis in particular, the th- the thing I don't understand is they list all these. Pe- so the example I was given, they were listing these people. This person had a son, or but it was like this person lived until a certain age. Then they had a son, and then they lived for an additional so uh, so many years. And I'm like, it's very weird that you would write that. If it was a literal story, and I mean we have other literal stories to draw, and it is different. I've never, I've never seen another literal story. Oh, sorry, I've never seen another story that is like that. Unless it's a kid's book. Because with a kid's book, they use repetition. So the same pattern. This person lived for this amount of years, then they had a son, and then they died after this amount of years. It's repetition. They're repeating the same thing over. They're just changing the names and the numbers. So they're trying to draw your attention to the names and the numbers, which is what they do in kids' books. It's repetition. Repetition of signs... Repetition of structure. Now, when I looked at it, there was one example where the amount of years was counting down over seven generations. So, seven generations of sons. The amount of time that they were living was decreasing. And when you take the difference between the first, uh, the the last one and the first one, it's two hundred eighty-four years. And that's not something. 
that wouldn't be something that you would just do you wouldn't look at that be like I'm going to deduct those numbers because there's some other meaning behind it if you know that I think for me because I know it is not literal because I know other parts of the Bible uh, relate to things that happen like passage of the sun the crucifixion every year the sun falls on the southern crocs the southern crocs the southern cross and for three days if you're in Iceland or the further north you are you'll see it better because the sun sits on the horizon it barely rises so that's what it does it's like the death of the sun and then it rises again that's the, the winter solstice that is when the sun is in the cave for three days and then he rises again and I remember seeing this I can't remember how many years ago but I was in Iceland I remember driving I think it was near Vik which is over in the far east of Iceland very long straight roads you get a good view of the sea and the sun literally just sits parallel for almost the entire day I mean the sun only rises for like four hours I mean it's only it's only really visible for about four hours and then it's gone again but that is what that story is talking about passage of the sun and you can add other details in you can add in other details like other characters they don't necessarily have to contribute to anything it's just to pad the story now of course you could also say that in me saying that 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 story is actually talking about the passage of the sun not a physical person you could also say well that story could be an expression the passage of the sun could be expressed simply expressed in that story so it could be a literal person that was the expression of that passage could be be but I've got nothing to observe or experience that says it's a literal person all I can see is the passage of the Sun and the story and the story is expressing that passage of the Sun there's nothing that's telling me it's literal but it's very it's valid to say that that is possible that it could be or there could be a literal person that depicts the passage of the sun. Possible. But to say that the story is literal first is a skewed perspective. If everything you read is taken as literal, unless you're told otherwise, that's kind of a 
kind of a grey area. It's kind of a bad place to be in. Because it means that everything has to be justified. That you have to have... You have to be given external... External validation or external stimulus in order for you to decode what you're taking in and maybe that's just the way some people are supposed to be they read what they read and that's it because like I said it's like there is balance in the world so for every person that isn't taking everything literal there is a person that is taking everything literal and for every person that reads with uh, conscious awareness there's a person that reads with unconscious awareness for possibility to exist there has to be balance which means that all states, all perspectives must be possible equally, even after it's observed. So possibilities in the unknown is darkness, right? That's what you. That's what you're putting. That's what I'm going to say is that you're putting into the moon. Let's say that what I was talking about yesterday has any validity. So from my perspective, it may have some validity in that what I was taught, what I was getting onto was the story of Genesis. It's obviously not literal. But it talks about the six days of creation. And it just so happened to be that yesterday was a significant event in the minds of everyone in the UK. Whether you're watching the live stream or not, or watching the news or not, your perspective, things around you changed. I could see it, there was no people around, no cars around. Um, it was different. And for the people that were watching all of that stuff, their perspective the images that they carried with them on that day and for the 11 days prior they carried with them and now that day is finished they have been told like yep let's go do it let's move forward so for 11 days capture all those images it's like constant thought yesterday was the compression of all those images it was an entire day just dedicated. So it's compressing all that information, all that energy. What's it compressing it into? It's compressing it into possibility. And what's the, what's the possibility it's compressing? Well, that's why I'm not sure. That is not what I'm sure of. Because...
it doesn't have to be a bar where the energy is being directed it doesn't have to be a bar royalty they could simply just be pawns to distract to capture and captivate attention and energy perhaps there's some subliminal subliminal images that people may have seen things that were interjected over those last 11 days that people won't even realise because it's all subconscious and this is what I was talking about yesterday subconsciously, subliminally advertising foreshadowed events 21 years ago subliminal advertising and all I'm saying about that is it put the image in people's heads but they didn't even know it maybe they realised some years later either after seeing the advertisement or just uh, just a realisation in their minds wait hang on that I remember that 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 seems weird now you know it's like the subliminal comes up into the conscious when you need to see something or need to be told something when it's not so obvious so so it could well be that everything that happened over the last 11 days culminating on the 19th was subliminal it all happens subconsciously people aren't aware of it and the creation story takes six days for things to be created in God's image and then if you look at the story of Adam and Eve Adam and Eve became just like God because they ate from the tree of life the tree of good and evil so they know of good and evil they know of balance they know of the red and the blue so they become subjects to that to those laws just like God so you could say that maybe God is just a guardian of this realm because he's he's in physicality right if he's saying he's subject to good and evil to the uh, red and the blue is it indicative indicative of a physical a physicality of some sort I don't know but um, what I'm saying about the creation is that it takes six days for it to be created in God's image Adam and Eve are like God which means that you are that's what it means because we all descended from, from them, right? That's, that's what the whole story is about, where you came from. You descended from Adam and Eve, figuratively, not literally. It's describing who we are. It's describing that we are creators, we are gods, in a word. 
that we create in our image. That's how we create. We create our existence, we create our being, we create our state through images. And it's subconscious, it's all in the dark. It's not, you try and force things in the visible, you'll meet resistance if it isn't meant to be. I'm not saying that you can create any, anything that you want. I'm just saying that that is my... That my thought on it... My perspective is that... That is what the story of creation is talking about. That we are creating all the time. So when someone commands a whole lot of energy, a whole lot of attention, that should be questioned as to why. Now to say to people, hey, you have a choice. You can pay your respect. You don't have to pay your respect. That's the balance, right? If you give someone one side and say, you have to pay your respect. Tomorrow is gonna be a holiday. Nobody has to work. We're giving the slaves a day off. Sounds like a good thing, but it's not. They're taking away your choice. Now, obviously, you can still choose not to participate. But they removed the choice. Because they're essentially telling people to worship them. For an entire day. For a state funeral. So anyway, that, that's my perspective on that. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna try and not bring that up again because I did speak quite a lot on it yesterday, so. That's my perspective. But like, uh, like I'm saying, there's different perspectives. People would have looked at yesterday, the reasons for yesterday, the things that happened yesterday, and they would have had a perspective. Now, society's perspective is, is the right thing to do. It's respectful. Even though it's a person you don't know. That's another perspective. It's a person you don't know. You're losing money because maybe you won't, you won't have been paid for yesterday. Because it's uh, something that all, not all businesses would have been able to account for having no customers, but still having to pay, pay salaries. So that perspective, 
is kind of where I'm aligned. It's the um, it's the lack of choice. It's something that's been thrust upon people. It's not been a choice. And it's not entirely honest. Um, now I know people should be should be able to decode and decipher things for themselves, but they can't. And I say that because they've just been told to do these things without any. There's no, there's no reasoning given. You just do it because that, that's just what we do. That's the way it always has been. That's the way it always will be. That's the mon- that's the mantra. And it's like even the people who held a perspective over the last two years that they knew there was something wrong, but they never quite got past there's something wrong they never really got out of the physicality of it they um, they kind of took the easy way out and said oh it's the people it's the people that were involved in that that are the problem and so even after all that happened They, um, they they kind of disregarded they kind of disregarded the uh, I don't really know how to say it they blamed the people that they saw on the TV they said, those are the people that are responsible for this. They didn't see it as an, ex- an, ex- an existential pattern of behaviour. That it's something that always happens. That it's not the people, it's the, it's the system. It doesn't matter who is in, who is in the system. They all behave in the same way over time. They all do things that typically don't benefit anyone. Well, not the people that they claim that it would benefit. So even though people kind of felt the need to break away from the mainstream source of information they still picked up an alternate mainstream version of events which was to blame the physicality to blame the people even though the people (laughs) 
So this, I, I don't understand this as well. So the people that that are now going to be of the new state, the head of the new state, those people had a key. They, they were front and center in a lot of the things that happened over the last two years. So it seems it seems weird that. When people are not threatened, when they don't feel threatened, when they don't feel the rights are threatened, they back off and they, they relax. Because that, that's the only way I can explain it. That's the only perspective that I can see that makes sense. That um, It is like... Even though, even though the new head of the, the head of the new state is still involved with certain groups and certain people, and had plans to do certain things, certain initiatives that would not to the benefit of anyone, and people could see that. But as soon as the people that they saw responsible for the last two years were cleared out then they kind of kicked back they went down to the palace to pay the respects and to see the new uh, the head of the new state even though he is part of that group it's a psychological thing it's not an intellect it's not a It's not even a density thing, even though all they see, all they were looking for was a scapegoat. They were looking for somebody to blame for two years happening. They were looking for a scapegoat, and so they found it. And now that they feel at ease, they don't feel like they have to argue or fight, that they don't have to, you know, not cover their face or not get something put in their arm. They feel okay now. They're okay with the narrative. Carry on. And that's a, that's a type of survival mode. That's a type of fight or flight. But it is only for their own benefit. It is only, I feel threatened that they want me to put this thing on my face. Even though they would have been like, I'll do it anyway because I don't want any trouble. They, they, don't have any, they don't have any moral ground. They're not standing on anything. They're standing on quicksand. They've got no moral ground to stand upon. Which is why they cave in. Oh, if you want to come in here, you have to put this on your face. And you have to put this on your hands. Oh, this is outrageous. The media. Don't you know about this and that? Okay, I'll put them on. So it's like... They don't stand for anything. Because they, they just... <laughs> they put up a little bit of a fight. 
they've got a little bit of a bark but at the end of the day they still roll over which is frustrating because maybe those people were never meant to were never meant to see outside of the system were never meant to escape <laughs> from the confines of the prison or maybe that was the challenge that was their opportunity and uh, they rejected it they went back to what was comfortable I think that's that's common of a lot of people so how comfortable are you I think that's really what dictates the level to which you're gonna sort of stand your ground if you're not standing on good moral you're not stood on moral ground which is just a it's a solid foundation right if you're not stood on moral ground then you aren't you aren't going to persevere I used to be like that I used to be a people pleaser so I used to cave in and give in to people all the time and detriment to myself but then there just came a point in the last two years where I had to say no that I'm not going to continue to sacrifice myself in that way because there's no point in living like that to be in constant sacrifice to somebody else so I stopped stopped doing that and people responded people responded <laughs> in ways that you would not imagine they went from love to hate overnight like turning on a light switch one minute they love you and the next minute they hate you because you finally found some moral ground to stand upon to be a good person to hold good uh, to hold good values to uphold good values and to try to in ensue those values upon others not by force but just by the act of being who you are being a role model so for those people <clears throat> I think they failed the challenge And I know for some people that they became sick shortly after that. Which is a warning that you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. That you... You're not really rising to the challenge.
you're just taking the comfortable route just staying on easy street and the more people that do that uh, sorry the more that people do that the more that they stay on the easy road the harder it becomes for them I was thinking the other day how many people just die of natural natural cause old age how many people actually die of just old age because of the people that I've heard that have died in the last two years I don't think any of them were old age or just natural causes and by natural I just mean natural decay not disease where disease is a it's an exaggerated form of decay it's an a existential move towards decay and death ultimately so so what's happened it's almost like nobody is dying of old age all the people They seem to be dying, are dying of disease, unbalance. And it's like the last two years, is, if the last two years, two years has taught you anything, it's that challenges will be presented to you. Everyone was presented with a big challenge. Whether you believe it was a natural evolution or if it was something that was forced. Ultimately, it was a challenge for everyone. And how you responded to that is kind of dictating what happens now, like work the direction of your life. And it's, um, I don't know, it, for me, for me it just came to a point. It was like, there is no other option. I think because I'd already faced similar challenges to that, not, not in the same respect not in not the same subject matter but I faced similar challenges over the over the years dealing with things from the past that felt like challenges and it was only in dealing with them I was able to move forward but I actually didn't I didn't really I didn't really deal with them completely, which is what has kind of been brought up in the last, just this year. There are things that were still, still needed to change, but I think it's all, it's all, it's all in alignment. It's all, I don't 
it's uh yeah it's just it feels as though it was meant to happen this way it's not been forced it's not been um it's nothing just just a bit um exaggerated i think but I because for them it would be a surprise but for me it's been i don't know i i've known i've known that certain things certain points would certain things would have to change um i just didn't know when so i think it's more of a surprise to other people and their response was a bit more surprising but that's just the way that's just that's just different perspectives i mean people have a certain perspective of you right they think you're this they're this person they're like this they do this they like this they could be completely wrong like you may not like those things but you just you just pretend because that is what they they kind of insinuated that you like those things at some point but you really didn't but you couldn't tell them and so they continue to assert that you do like those things but you just can't tell them and so uh they get a different impression of you so then when it's like hey you know i actually don't like those things i never did like those things for them it's going to be surprised it's like what but but you always you always wanted them i always gave them to you all this like what's going on i don't even know who you are anymore <laughs> you know it's like that It's a very basic example, but it's very uh, fitting. Because to a degree, we all pretend that we like certain things, or we do certain things that we don't like, just to please other people. Maybe more people... Like, that's what I would have done. But then I realized there's no, <laughs> there is no point in doing that because you just get more of the thing that you don't like, the thing that you hate. So it's easier just to be upfront and say, no, I don't want that. I don't like that. People will be understanding. Um, obviously if it's been like a long time, if it's been a long period of time, people might be like, wow. I don't even know what to say, you know? So... So you can have a perspective of yourself, other people can have a perspective of you as well. 
it's um, so subjective it's not um, it's not set in stone the way that you think of yourself people aren't going to think the same it's like a narcissist people won't think of them as a narcissist unless they're shown that side because a narcissist isn't going to project that side of them typically they wouldn't do that because they they need to protect them need to protect themselves need to protect their own uh, inner world so what they will do is project upon you a perfect person positive image well, I don't know where I'm going there's like two paths three paths going somewhere north farm one and a half miles I don't even know if I can get this way so this is the furthest uh, I've walked on this path so I just need to be careful I don't end up on the road heading to London oh HMRC that's weird <laughs> there's a gate <laughs> there's a gate on some land and some it looks like someone's put a sticker says HMRC on it very weird I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's legit it's just someone taking someone just having a joke <laughs> yeah so people are going to have a different perspective of you and it's going to be either intentional either you want them to see you differently what is that there's so much there's so much wood around here it's all private property it's just like the government were like yeah let's just cut all this up divide it up and sell it I mean I know it's uh, well is it really protecting it the owners could just turn around I don't know I think it should just all be open it's not um I don't know can't really put nature in in a gate morning yeah so everyone's going to have a different perspective of you whether it's intentional i.e. that's the perspective you want them to have of you or it's the perspective that you're you're giving them but you're not really aware of it so it could just be like you're just who you are you know you're just being who you are and uh, people see that and they're like they observe it in a different way 
you know, based on their conditions, based on where they grew up, who they hang around, all that sort of stuff. They see it slightly differently. So I have a slightly different perspective. But ultimately it's going to be imbalanced. So you're going to attract certain people, but you're going to repel certain people. You're going to attract... See, this is kind of a double-edged sword. Because there'll be people... I'm not trying to fearmonger or anything, but there'll be people that want to attract you because you've got something that they can use. Again, I'm talking about narcissists. Because you've got something that they can use. Your energy. They see something in you. I don't know what it is. But they see something. I mean, I don't know, it may not be just an energetic thing. It could be just your nature. Maybe they know after spending time with you. But, um, but yeah, you're going to attract or repel people. And typically you attract the people that are... Hmm... in your life at some point or the people that are they have a certain purpose perhaps even if it is just to walk past you on the street and to say something because maybe you're Maybe you're on the cusp of making a decision, but you don't really know what to do. And so, that person on the street may be giving you a hint or direction. Now, that's my perspective, right? I think that people come into your life for a reason. They come into your life at different, different times for a reason they go out of your life you know people don't hang around forever I think that is for a reason now if you've got people that are like stuck in the same cycles stuck in the same patterns of behaviour they've never changed they've never it's like they have no purpose so they may just be doing 9-5 going to drinks after work every day just decaying just decaying quicker and quicker and um, yeah those people will just slip out of your lives you won't even notice it it's because they're almost being repelled out of your life you know that they are not representing you 
because to a degree the people that you associate with the people that are around you are a reflection of you they reflect some aspect of you now you might have attracted a lot of people when you were younger um Maybe, maybe not bad people, just bad influence. And you might feel an attachment. You might feel like they need to remain in your life. So you almost like cling on to them. But there'll be... I don't know, other, thing, other things will happen that will almost like force it force it apart you know I mean that that's my experience there was people that that I knew since I was like 16 so over like 20 years and uh, I just knew that they were not a good influence but it took me up until four years ago to just be like I can't be around that person anymore there's such a negative they they basically they surrounded themselves with negative people and so whenever I saw them it, that it was like that effect they they were lost like completely they didn't know they, they just got stuck at, stuck in bad ways and there was no real pulling them back from that they didn't want to and the, the final nail in the coffin was kind of his his girlfriend I think that's I think that's what she was. Um, she was kind of pulling him away from me anyway. So it was like it became inevitable. We were being repelled. She was pulling him back and I was kind of just taking a step back. So so yeah but we I'm sure we have different perspectives of that he always tried to I remember he always tried to convince his parents that I was the bad one that I was always the bad kid getting him into trouble when it was always the other way around I mean I'm not saying I was a saint but I wasn't typically devising things I wasn't typically uh, suggesting we go and do things to get into trouble. He he was just not able to uh, take responsibility. It seems to be a common trait in the people that I, well, the people that I've had to uh, let go of.
Now I have to keep checking myself. I have to keep checking, am I... Am I being a good father? Am I taking responsibility for my actions? Because that's all people were constantly telling me. That's what my partner kept telling me. She kept saying I was a bad father. That I wasn't being a responsible father and all this. And I'm like... I knew that she was using it to attack me. Just to make me weak. But it still makes you... Check yourself. Because it's like... Are they are they telling you the truth? You know? But I mean... I knew... I knew that she didn't really know what responsibility meant. Because the, the number of times I've had to tell her not not to leave my daughter, who's seven, with her brother, who's just turned one, not to leave them alone together, not to expect a seven-year-old to look after a one-year-old. Because her mum decides to go down to the kitchen or decides to go to the bathroom and leaves them in the room by themselves. That's not being responsible. You can't expect a seven-year-old to look after a one-year-old. That is... I don't want to sound like I'm going over the top, but that is a form of neglect. She's neglecting care of the kids and expecting a kid to look after a kid when that's her responsibility. And she never tells me. I always just see it happening. And I tell my daughter, I say that it's not her responsibility, that she shouldn't be, she shouldn't be put But it all just falls on deaf ears because my partner does it consistently. It's like when you have kids, things change, right? You have to adapt because suddenly everything becomes unbalanced. You're trying to cook dinner and hold a baby. Well, you find ways to cook dinner with the baby without it being dangerous or uncomfortable it's like you just you just don't do the stupid you just don't do the irresponsible things you do the responsible thing put the baby in the cart you know like if she needs to go to the bathroom she can put the baby in the cart at least he's safe He's not going to fall out, and there's no um, burden on my daughter. Or take him into the toilet with her. Anyway, this is. I don't know, it's getting a bit. a bit too much, I think.
don't really <laughs> I think I just carried on talking and talking and it's becoming a little bit too um, I don't know maybe a little bit whiny but it's not my intention um, but yeah different perspectives that is like the main uh, crux of it different perspectives people are going to see you differently people are going to see uh, things differently that's just the way things are it's based on your conditioning can't even see the traffic light yeah people are going to see you differently that's just the way it is the way it is so I guess that's the main gist of this discussion is um, what was that yeah main gist of the discussion is um, perspectives varying uh varying levels of perspective it's not just um, it's not just black and white because we are in a specific stream of information do well doubt not so I've just walked, just walked to the next town, and I've just walked past the, um, just walked past the town, the sign, just tells you you're now entering. Do well, doubt not, that's the motto on the crest. So have a good day and do well and doubt not.